0: So Dyson was in town. I get a little uh, DM earlier in the week and it's Dyson, I think. Dyson, I know that guy. Says, you in Melbourne this weekend. I said, oh, sure am. I will be. And then he said something that every boy between the ages of 15 and 100 wants to hear. (laughs) Let's get smashed. (laughs) And I said, yes, that does sound fun. What's up guys, uh, welcome back to the Sunday Sessions podcast Where we help you get rid of those Sunday scares Because you're probably feeling like you are Made some pretty dumb decisions over the weekend And let me tell you, so did we So let's cure our anxiety together I'm 130, co-hosts Dowlo. I make shit vids And I have even shitter mates And two of those are my other co-hosts today
1: What's up, I'm Ben I'm two thirds of your hosts And I'm still in love with your ex Oh, yeah, okay. And I'm Henry And I'm Three thirds, I guess, of um, this lovely podcast. And
0: I'm still absolutely smashed from last weekend. If you haven't heard it, go back and listen to it because it was a good one. Yeah. Well, anyway, (laughs) last episode, I mean, not last weekend. So yeah, boys, massive, big, big day today. We are, we're not alone. It's not just us three shitmates here today. Who's here, Dello? Uh, we're joined by a very special guest, also our first ever guest on the podcast, Mr. Dyson Daniels. For those who don't know, he plays basketball. Everyone, welcome Dyson. <laughs> Thank you. It's good to be here. It's good to have you. Very exciting first guest. So yeah, if we're Huge. Huge for the podcast. Huge for the culture. Huge yeah. for the committee. Well, Dyson, how was, your, how was your weekend? You're back in Australia from America, obviously in the NBA, something that only we could dream about so yeah talk to us how's it been ba- Been being back home end of the season
2: no it's been good you know able to do some things that i wouldn't be able to do in america so uh you know we'll keep that quiet but uh <laughs> know, it's, it's been a lot of fun you know just catching up with friends and family because you know it's a long season so uh you know i'm excited to be here you know just talk some shit no okay. totally
0: so how how long are you back in australia for like yearly do you think like at what percentage of your year would be spent in, a, in the states compared to back home
2: well, now that I'm in the NBA, it'll be about, the season goes for about seven seven months if you don't make postseason, and then an extra two if you go all the way. So, uh, I mean, I'll get, I'm in Australia for probably a month minimum, maybe two, It depends what I have on. Like, I'll, I'll come back in July this year, so I'll get a few more weeks, but usually around one to two months I'm in Australia.
0: Yeah, right. And so when you're back here, is it more like relaxing, trying to unwind from being over there, or is it just like... still in like a rigorous training schedule and just trying to stay on top of it
2: no right now it's a relaxed time you know it's a long season you know you're locked in all the time so it's good to just you know chill out you know drink a few beers you know go out have fun with friends and just relax really because you know it's so stressful the season that you don't really get this time off
1: and uh have have you been doing that have you been enjoying (laughs) enjoying your time off
2: I've been more than enjoying my time off It's, uh, it's been great
0: yeah, well, I yeah, I think if I spent a little less time drinking beers, then maybe I would have been in the NBA because I was actually, don't mean to brag, but a star of the under 16s SSNA team in Albury. So. We still
2: yeah. got to get our ones game going. We actually do. Ooh. I yes. think that needs
0: to happen for the channel. Like, that needs to be a separate YouTube yeah. video because it's probably one of the most anticipated one on ones in history. I, people come to the street and they, on, up to me on the street, and they say, when's that game happening? So I was at Revs on Wednesday night and someone came up to me and said, Hey, Dale, and I'll like, say, oh, what, do you like the podcast or something? He's like, no, nah, I just want to know when you're going to one-on-one dice and eventually because everyone's all, I've had. A few everyone's waiting for. Me. <laughs> I've had a few people
2: come up to me as well. So.
0: <laughs> I've got a lot of questions because I have a bit of history between us. We met in LA last year and that was before the draft. And since you've been in the league, obviously haven't been with you and haven't gotten the chance to ask you a lot of things that I think myself and Ben Henry, Zach, and all the other listeners are thinking. The first thing that I wanted to know was like when – Obviously, getting drafted top 10 in the NBA, your name gets called out, and you go up on stage, and you like it's the best moment of your life, I'm assuming. And you go sit down, and then, like, once you all go home from that, like, what, what does that night look like? Is it everyone flooding your DMs, like chicks sliding into your DMs? Like, it, what does the next morning look like? What does just the next couple of days after that happens feel like? Because I feel like that's something that obviously is a very niche thing to go through and to know.
2: Yeah, I mean, that was my first time First time really experiencing, you know, what my phone's going to be like after a big moment like that. And took a took a few days for my phone to just settle down where I could, like, see who's messaging me and, you know, go over, you know, which chicks, which guys, <laughs> you know, whatever you want, um, who, who's in there. But, you know, it was a great moment um, for me and my family and a, a great great time to be at the draft and hear my name called because it was my, my dream as a childhood kid. But, you know, it does come with a lot of perks as well. So uh, it, it was good to... You know, sit back and you know see see all the positives and uh, stuff and, and people in my DMs and stuff. Who That's was the crazy, most famous
0: man. person who messaged you?
2: <laughs> the most famous person. I mean, it, there was a there was a few, but it was uh it was more just like my, my teammates and stuff mm. that got around me. But I mean, there was a few a few famous people that, that that came a little later. You know, once I started playing, but it was just a few cute girls in there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> do you celebrate that night? Like, once your name gets read out, do you do you go out that night?
2: Yeah, so uh, we didn't really go out. It was more like just a party with like friends and family and stuff. And so we did that at like this, this bar uh, after we had like a private room and just everyone that's you know being there for me on the journey was there and we were able to celebrate. So uh, it's pretty good, but you're pretty tired after because it's a long day and you know you got so much media commitments. And by the time you're done, it's already twelve o'clock. So it was a long night. You got to get ready to you know head to New Orleans the day after.
0: Damn. And how like soon after the excitement of that all happening does it quickly turn into, like, all right, now this is serious and it's, like, more stressful and business here? It's, like, getting – now I've got to switch on and make this, like, happen because it's – yes, a lot of the work's done, but now there's the challenge of, like, getting into the team and performing and being an NBA player. Like, when does that – like, how quickly does that sort of start?
2: Yeah, I mean, it starts as soon as you get your name called, really, because, you know, you got to – from there, everyone's watching, you got eyes and you want to make the – the right decisions and part of being in the NBA is all about making decisions and not messing up because you know a lot of people want the opportunity and if you if you go out there and you know be a dickhead do the wrong thing you can get kicked out straight away so you got to make sure you make the right decisions but for me it was about a week after when I when I went to New Orleans was when I really had to lock in and that's when I started practicing and started training and you know you got so much eyes on you from day one that people are going to see if you want to fit in the rotation or not so you got to go out there and perform so you got to make sure you're switched on
0: that's crazy I feel like you always have to be like Would always have to be at the top of your game when you're first going into that. That's why I chose not to go to the NBA. (laughs) It seems seems like a lot of pressure, so I just I thought I'd give it a miss. But yeah, Yeah. you know, maybe maybe down the track. Exactly. No, it
2: is a lot of pressure for sure, especially being a rookie and coming into a team that that there's uh, really good players on. You got to earn your minutes, and you got to go go out there and show that you belong, and you know, prove yourself every day.
0: I think my like closest thing to being able to relate to this is like 2K my career. Yeah. <laughs> when you're like playing that, and you're like have to play well in the two minutes that you get to start playing, but yeah. I can't imagine. And you got to nail the interviews as well yeah. afterwards. <laughs> but yeah, that being like a real life thing would just be a different things. So that on 2K was stressful enough. Like imagine being yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> fucking actual NBA. I remember those days. So I remember yeah. That. Look, now we know about what that was like, and the- are,
1: are you able to blow off steam like throughout the season? Like, with, like what is the partying aspect and like all that sort of like you got a few days off or something like because it's, what yeah, it yeah. like, it's constant like constant traveling yeah. bro.
0: you're always on planes and stuff is there any yeah like- i mean it's tough to go out
2: in season because you got a game every second day and if you're not got a game you're usually traveling somewhere so i mean it's tough to go out i mean we go to like dinners and stuff like that but it's, it's not really partying and, and things like that for me being under 21 quietly oh, true. anyway oh. it's, it's tough god to go that makes in America, me feel so
0: unsuccessful yeah,
2: but um <laughs> it's uh it, it's more being locked in because you know you got a game every second day and you know using this time now in the off season to you know go out and have your fun
0: so do you think that sometimes you start to feel like you're just in like in a, a bit of a flow state and you kind of just going through the motions of like all right now i'm playing now i'm traveling and it, does it get repetitive and like you just feel like you just I I I don't really know how else to work. It just feels repetitive, and like you're just going through the motions of life sometimes.
2: No, it's very repetitive, and that's the thing. You have to get yourself into a routine because at the end of the day, it's a business, and you know this is our job. This is what we what we do. So this is our work, and you know we got to be switched on every every day because you know coming into practice, you know if you want to earn your minutes, you got to practice well. And and coming into game day, you know we're in the gym from like eight am till till twelve, and then we back at the arena from from four till ten. So your whole day is gone and you gotta be, you got to be locked in. Um, and especially for me being a rookie, you know, wanting to earn my minutes, i got to go out there and perform every night if I want to keep my spot in the rotation. So it gets repetitive, it gets stressful, but, you know, it's part of the job why you get paid the big bucks.
0: So I know that a big thing with, like, people who perform in front of large crowds like singers and rappers and stuff, there's, like, a, somewhat of a come down that you get after performing because the euphoria of being in front of such a big crowd and having that adrenaline and that, like, rush... When you come off the court, do you find that you're sometimes feeling like you're constantly living like in extreme lows or extreme highs? Like it's hard to find a middle ground of like how you're feeling, as opposed to just oh, this is amazing. I'm on an NBA court, and then like oh, I've just come off it, and now I'm like traveling. I know I'm sitting on a bus for however many hours. Like
2: yeah, I mean, there's a lot, like I said, there's a lot of ups, there's a lot of downs, there's a lot of highs, a lot of lows. So. Uh, for me, it's just about staying even kill, but that can be hard to do sometimes, especially if you're not performing the way you want to perform. You know, you can get down on yourself, but part of that is you know you have so many resources that you can go to. You have your psychologist, you know, you have your teammates, you know, your coaches that like, they're always picking you up, you know, making sure that you know it's a next game mentality because if you have a shit game, you got a game in two days where you can back it up. So mm-hmm. you just got to make sure that you try stay, stay as even kill as you can. But um, you know, some people can't do that, and that's that's why you see them in and out the league all the time, but. The best they perform every night, they come ready locked in, they have their routine, and you know they know what they need to do night in, night out. And that can be tough, but once again, that's why you get paid the big bucks.
1: So I'm going to bring it back to the party because I'm <laughs> immature. But, um, so is the only city you can go out, Toronto, because it's 19, drinking ages 19 there? Or? Yeah,
2: so Canada, yeah, t- Toronto's the only city that I can go out in. But you know, if I can sneak out in a few cities, then I'll try to do that. But, <laughs> yeah. uh, sneak uh, a few yeah, beers
1: here and there. Exactly. Or?
2: But, uh, <laughs> you know, like I said, you know, we try, we try not to go out because, you know, we, we want to be locked in. For the games and stuff like that but um sometimes you know you just have to if you're in a city that is known for partying like miami <laughs> or something like that yeah
1: what what are the best cities to i mean
2: the ones the known ones like miami la toronto is a really good one you know, i enjoyed myself at toronto that, that was a lot of fun new york's always good but um in a lot of nba cities you know you don't even want to go out in because they're not very good cities so you just want to go have a nice dinner you know chat with your teammates and you know, you, half the time you're so tired anyway. You just want to go sit on 2K or FIFA, yeah. or whatever it may be. Anytime. I heard
0: yeah. the party scene in Flint, Michigan pops. Yeah. <laughs> off. What's so up? downtown Detroit goes <laughs> on. <laughs> What's better, Australia or America to party in? Uh,
2: like, Australia for sure. Yeah, you know, really. That's that's my. Sp- that's this is. Uh, yeah, it's home. I know know my roots. Know where to go. So, you know, I just uh. feel safe for going out. Yeah, di-
0: yeah not. I don't see New York overtaking bendy going to times
2: no one knows about Bendigo. i'm telling you like, it's live down there
0: It's live. gatekeeping it it's gonna yeah. start popping off after this yeah. so. do you find it like hard to maintain relationships whether that's like friendships or with anyone who's not kind of in your like basketball circle because of how much you're traveling and how much of a commitment it is like do you find it hard to make new friends outside of the sport
2: yeah it's hard especially in america like i got no friends in america like i'm traveling all the time like, I, I might have one or two in California where I go work out, but, you know, it's hard to make friends because, you know, you don't know, like, when you're up high, everyone wants to be friends with you, so you don't know who's going to be real, who's, who's not. So, i got my close circle, my friends back home, you know, people who I trust, and there's always people that want to come in and out, and, you know, I'll, I'll be close with them, but, you know, you really do have to make sure you have the right people in your circle because, at the end of the day, they can, they can hurt you if, if you uh, make the wrong decision.
0: Well, that ties into another question that we had that I think perfectly, and also shout out the Bendigo boys, the the real ones back home. Exactly, um, day ones. Yeah, so how has it been, obviously, like, you're at a level of success that's very attractive to people that like to leech off other people. How has it been with people treating you differently or, like, that sort of thing since, like, being in the league, like, do you just notice it straight away or is it some people just coming out of the woodworks like people from back home maybe that didn't really talk to you too much back in the day that are now trying to get something out of you like how have you felt that because i've even felt that on a lesser scale doing what i'm doing like with people from the country or with people from school or whatever and i can only imagine what it's like for you
2: yeah i mean it can be hard to like like see through people sometimes because you know there's genuine people out there that like really want mean well for you and will do the right thing for you but then you know, you got people that will give you stuff, and then they expect stuff in return. So mm. you got to, you know, make sure that you pick and choose the right people. You got to, you know, really hone in on, you know, what type of person they are. But you know, like I said, I know my close circle, so I know who I can trust, who I can go to for. Th- you know, my family's always there for me as well. But I think one of one of the things that I have noticed with with being in the NBA is that my my circle shrunk a little bit. You know, I can see like sometimes you know maybe a, a friend that wasn't one of my close friends. Know, just trying to leech on, trying to get stuff off me, or whatever it may be. So, you know, sometimes you have to let them go and just uh you know close your circle a little bit with the people you really trust
0: and how does that conversation look like when you need to let someone go is it more you just being like look you have been a cunt mate fuck off or is it like was <laughs> it just like you out? just ghost them and yeah, delete yeah. them on Instagram. it depends
2: who it is i mean if they do the wrong thing then you let them know about it that's mm. a, that's a fun you know, you know i've had a few times that you know i told them they're a cunt fuck off but mm. there's a few times that you know you kind of just ghost them and they, they slowly slowly you know leave but um you know that's a, that's the thing though you, you don't want to you know be mean but sometimes you have to that that's that's the way it has to be and like sometimes it's fun you know getting rid of someone especially once you know they're doing the wrong
1: thing. <laughs> is it the same with girls as well because i feel like being over there and being in the spotlight a lot just be girls like throwing themselves at you i mean like we yeah, you'd know what that's like back <laughs> yeah. in mansfield yeah, yeah. but um even like when we went out the other night at, um in melbourne like you guys like you walked in and like everyone was just sort of gravitating towards you is that the same with girls over there or i mean
2: that's that's a good thing about it you know i love that love that aspect of it but um you know for me uh i had a girlfriend for a little bit so i had to settle down but you know now that i'm single you know they all they all found out i'm single (laughs) somehow so you know if you're listening it's probably because you posted
0: on your story girls i'm single (laughs) (laughs) yeah
2: exactly but um well so
0: what's a tip then for a girl who wants to because obviously they're all going to blend into the crowd of like gravitating towards you what's a tip that you would give any girl that yeah do you prefer what, what's what's the what's advice for a girl that wants a chance
2: i mean it's tough because you know there's a lot of them and just dm me and if you look good you, <laughs> might, like you,
3: you might not he'll, i'm zach. shooting my shot here get,
1: get producer zach to see <laughs> through his dms <laughs> and um following up from that have you had any like memorable or crazy dms from girls like anyone that stands mm. out that's like just really sort of Caught your attention.
2: There's been a lot. There's been a lot, especially recently. But like they're just like high-end models. Like I mean, not like Kylie Jenner, like stuff like that. But just like good-looking models. Ben's mom. Ben's mom. (laughs) Zach's mom.
0: I knew that (laughs) was coming. Another thing that I was curious about that I, I remember hearing this on. It might have been on, like, one of those how they spent their first million dollars. Like, the you know, those videos oh, from yeah, GQ yeah. Sports. Mm. And it was a story about someone in the NFL. And it was, like, they there's a thing. I don't know whether this is true or not, so that's why I'm asking. But where, like, the team will take everyone out for dinner. or And they'll spend, like, a stupidly large amount of money. And then, like, tell, like, the rookie to, like, pick up the tab. Is that a thing? Did that happen? That, that
2: happens. It hasn't happened to me, though. Like, <laughs> I have my rookie duties and stuff where I have to go out like every plane trip i buy like 400 500 dollars worth of chipotle um, Oh, before damn. <laughs> but like sometimes my teammates will go out and like ask me to do stuff like go get me to buy a phone for them or buy some airpods or whatever it may be so you know they, they um I mean, rookie duties they can they can be tough sometimes my 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 team has been pretty good with letting me off
1: What's the Jeez. punishment if you like you say fuck off? Like what if what if you're well, a you? Well, you actually movie? you get
2: one fuck off. So you, you get oh, really? one fuck off a year. So uh, <laughs> I'm still I, I'm not a rookie till the first game of the year, so I can still use mine because I haven't used it yet. But if you use it with the wrong person, you might get in trouble. So but the punishments are, like sometimes they popcorn your car, like they might wrap your car and like grab. Like oh. that. They usually they usually do something to your like personal property.
1: Yeah, like, shit. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. They just bash the shit out of it. Dyson's fuck off is like. Co- like coach is like coming out the game like, <laughs> <stuff."> <laughs> <laughs> does
0: is like fuck off is the like is how do you reckon that they make the shitter rookies pay for more shit than the good rookies like if, if there's a rookie who sucks and everyone hates so they're like yeah he's buying my next fucking <laughs> i wish that glamour. was the way
2: but like i mean I, I i can only say from what i've experienced like our rookies would we have been good this year but you know usually um you know me and ej liddell were the, were the rookies on my team but Usually, because you know, I, I've got the like the high contract, they'll go get me to you know get the get the food and get the airpods and stuff like that. Because mm, it's a bit of a flex, then, yeah. They know, they know I got it, so <laughs> it I ask, can I buy me a
0: Lambo and he's like, <laughs> <"Fuck up." laughs> is the um,
1: is like going into league as an Australian, do you think that's like helped you in a way? Like, because everybody, and I feel like Aussies have a good rap overseas, like, is everybody being like real nice to you and stuff like that because of that, or
2: yeah, I mean. You, you get the love from from a lot of people, and there's a lot of Aussies in the US, that, like um, especially in New Orleans. You know, they come down; they'll just fly down to see me play. So it's good to you know catch up with them and make it feel a little bit like home. But you know, in the league, they don't really care. They they go at you, they trash talk you, especially if you're a rookie. They, they're always going to say something to you. So it's good fun; it's part of the game. But you know, being an Aussie, you know the Aussies respect each other in the NBA, and you know, like the, the fans and stuff outside the NBA. But you know, in the NBA, it's all business. They don't really give a fuck who you are.
0: Yeah, right. yes. I, I
1: think the the listeners definitely want to hear about because we've been out with Dyson one night, and this ties into <laughs> Liam's rave review. So
0: Liam's rave review. Take it away. This is a segment where we. <laughs> so for, for yeah, new, for, for, the, for new listeners and for Dyson, this is a segment we do every week where we go through r- our raves, and and each week someone has to go to a a Party or something, and then give a review and tell us about it. So, this episode's obviously you you two, your night out. Yeah, so obviously, just first off the bat, it was meant to be fucking Ben's this week because I think I did last week, but I did last week. Oh, well, I did the week before. Ben's just fucking lazy and he's on the chopping board as is. Fucking hell, Ben. Um, <laughs> we're looking for a third. So, guess. yeah, rave review. Yeah, so um, this one's a bit of an upgrade from the Mansfield Easter weekend that I went to and did my last one on. So, Dyson was in town. I get a little uh, DM earlier in the week, and it's Dyson. I think, oh, Dyson. Mm -hmm. I know that guy. Says, you in Melbourne this weekend? I said, oh, sure am. I will be. And then he said something that every boy between the ages of 15 and 100 wants to hear. (laughs) Let's get smashed. (laughs) And I said, yes, that does sound fun. So we – I can't remember what I was doing during the day, but – We'll start it later on in the afternoon. So we went to Dyson, had a penthouse in the the CBD. Honestly, I was expecting like a hotel room that's just on the top level. But when I get up there, there's like – it was more of like a resort than a penthouse. It was like a maze up there. There was fucking like arcade machines, like pool table. Yeah, so uh, we all got there and me, Zach, Ben, Dyson's mates, me – some um, other mates, the, <laughs> Ben. The Misfit Minds boys came, for those who don't know, they're Aussie YouTubers, icons in my opinion. Henry was at the bush, so he wasn't there. But I got a photo of the, the fridge
1: when yeah, I got there. Fuck, the fridge was, was just
0: like, it looked like, you know, those YouTube videos, like tour my fridge. It's like Kylie Jenner. It's just like a pristine fridge with like one of everything you could ever want. That's what the fridge looked like. Stacked perfectly. and Yeah, stacked perfect. Honestly, I don't know why. You know how you're in a prize and you're just like, oh. Fuck! Why are we going out? Like this is way more fun than what it's going to be. That was what I was thinking the whole time. And we we're playing beer pong. There was decks. We we're all spinning music. Everyone was having a good time. Elite was- view. Oh, elite view. The footy was on, so we could go into the lounge room and watch the footy if we needed to. Like it was, it was an awesome vibe. But then I have Dyson tap my shoulder, and he's like, Dello, let's let's go out. Let's go to the Emerson." And I think, "Uh oh, <laughs> I've been there a couple of times." So yeah, we packed into about f- six Ubers, headed, screamed on down the freeway towards the Emerson commercial road. And then yeah, they let us all in. But Dyson had a list that you had like a list right for a booth. Yeah. And then that you'd paid for. Mm-hmm. And there was girls on the list for his booth that came after us in the Uber and they wouldn't let them in. Because the security guard, if you're yeah. an Emerson security guard, I don't give a fuck. You're you're a fucker. <laughs> They're all concept. <laughs> they actually are. Like, why do you have a power trip? Like, well, obviously we've paid to be in here. Why Why are you going to just be like, oh, no, you, now you can't go in? Yeah. So anyway, we we had to go out. Dyson was lucky enough to uh, – lucky enough, nice enough to be like, let's go out and get him because I was worried. I was like, oh, I don't know how the fuck I'm going to go get them because I don't have any street credit around here. I'll just go out the front and they'll fucking kick <laughs> me out. <of> <laughs> um, so, yeah, we got him in. And then from then it was just a – it was actually a really fun night. Oh, and it I had was a lot of fun. It was – we had because they, remember they had those – Signs that you could buy for 150 bucks. They walk around with like, like those signs that are in American clubs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, And and it'll say like, "Dyson Daniels in the house" or some (laughs) shit like that. (laughs) And fucking Blake Pavey paid 150 bucks for one that said Stingray Romano on it, (laughs) which is like an inside joke from his comedy show that only like me and Zach knew. (laughs) And then me and Ben got one that said like, "Hi hi there. there." Which is just another inside joke. People would have been looking over at like our booth, seeing like Dyson, Giddy, all these high profile people and then us buying signs that say fucking Stingray Roboto (laughs) coming around. And yeah, then we'll just- just The only complaint in my opinion, which you might disagree because I don't know whether you're into this music because you're going out in America and this is all they fucking play. Music sucks.
2: Music sucks in fucking Melbourne, bro
0: um uh, it depends where you go yeah. no one wants to listen to that
2: doof shit like that just like that's <laughs> fuck yeah. i want some words like some you know some 50 cent like you know get me jumping or something
0: yeah well you would have hated the fucking them playing yeah times three <laughs> like the I, why they why is that still getting played yeah it's, it's not so, it's not so fresh 2008 <laughs> like fucking play something good play like Ice spice or something.
2: But do you boys actually like like the music, like the doof doof stuff? Heck no. Yeah, yeah, live for it. Come on, man. like let's just bob yeah. your head, chewing your lip and shit. Like, yeah, you can feel that it that in shit. your
0: soul. You just uh, no, nah, yeah. but it's it's the environment. Like if you're like I was last weekend, I was in a random bush, off my head, and then it was just that music all night, like side trance super bass like it was perfect because you, you don't wanted. need to think about it like yeah there's, you can only rap so many songs in a row before you're yeah. like oh, i'm tired and bored let's like, go home rap's cool but like i don't want to have to worry about like lyrics and shit when i'm off my head like if i can just like <laughs> when i'm f- so know. fucked i can barely string a sentence yeah. together i'm not rapping all the words to in the club <laughs> <laughs>
2: i disagree but I what did, you think, what what did you
0: think of the night what did you think what, how was your that was my kind of view of the whole night it it I thought it was so much fun being in that booth. Uh, one thing, complain about the booth as well is they'd let so many random people- There's fucking in,
2: 50 didn't. people in a fucking 10-seater booth. I know. Yeah, it's, everyone just move. kept
0: walking <laughs> in and like there was no one stopping them or saying, oh, you didn't pay to be in here or you're not mm. on the list. So I don't know why they'll be in such cunts at the, secu- at the front door. When, when you get in there, it's like, fuck it, anyone go in that booth. So <laughs> Yeah, what was your view of the night from the penthouse to the- to the club, what, what what was it like coming back home and going out for the first time in a long time?
2: It was good. You actually missed a part with Dallow on the decks.
0: Oh uh, yeah.
2: I didn't know you had it had it like that. So it's I been in like, heat, so no, I was enjoying that. But um was you know, it was playing?
0: cool. Was he playing like techno? He was playing techno, but there's a few tech
2: words house. in there. There's a few words. Yeah, so, I was some tech house. Yeah, so it was a, no. it was a, it was a good night, you know, had a had a lot of people around the penthouse. There was just too many fucking people in that booth. Mm. But I mean, I like the music there, it was it was good and How how did you,
0: like, being in there? Did you feel like it was a bit intense with how much you were getting, like, everyone stare at you and come up to you? Because it was pretty fucked when –
1: because I
0: walked in with you and, like, walking behind you, I could just see, like, every head just do a 180 rotation (laughs) and the body like (laughs) – and they were just staring i was like fucking hell uh,
2: that's that's the positive though with having giddy there because like you know more he gets more attention than i do so i can like kind of chill out but i went to a electric the, the next night like just on my own and that thing was fucked up just by yourself like,
0: on on your and oh, no, i
2: went with my mates but like,
0: <laughs>
2: i didn't go on my own but like when with some mates and like like fucking people coming up for photos like asking for signatures on their arm and shit like people got pens in the fucking club like i don't yeah. know, so, um,
0: Signatures on the arm is gonna sweat it off. And exactly. <laughs> be, so, um, um, last time I was in there, like a month prior, I had my shirt off and I was dancing on the table the whole time drinking straight vodka that wasn't mine and this time I was not able to do that because the rig's looking pretty fucking shocking. And I was like, I can't just be in Dyson's booth with my rig out. I'll I had to leave it.
2: early, bro. My fucking mate like, got kicked out. So I went and see, him, like, asked him what he did. He said he fucking clocked someone in the toilets. And I was like,
0: <laughs> oh, <laughs> what? Yeah, so, Bendigo boys don't what? fuck around. Damn. Yeah, so
2: he, he got kicked out. So I wasn't going to leave. And we just uh, went crown after that and you know, enjoyed the night there.
0: How much money did you spend at crown or uh, win at crown?
2: I only lost two grand the first night. But then not- the next night- I went and chased it and lost there. another four. So <laughs> got to well, we keep, keep, so, yeah, keep chasing what's your losses. Keep chasing. Keep chasing. What's your game of choice? Uh, I like blackjack, but then when that's not working, I go to roulette. So. Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. so are we going to crown after this? No, or? Crown. What, what, so <laughs> what crown are you, what's the most amount, if you're willing to talk about it, what's the most amount you've either lost or won at a casino?
2: I haven't lost that much. Like, like 10, 10 grand is probably the most I've lost, but – I haven't won that much either. Like, the seven grand is probably the most I've ever walked out with. So, like I don't go to the casino in, in America. I only go when I'm in Australia. So, I've only been a few times. But, mm. I mean, I'd like to win a little more.
0: So, <laughs> a, you, do you just go kind of more for fun rather than to like high stakes gamble? Exactly.
2: I'm, I'm throwing money away that I'm willing to lose. So yeah. yeah what
1: about on a night out? Like, what's the most you've ever spent?
2: I, I wouldn't have an exact answer, but, like, last weekend would definitely be up there from the penthouse to losing money at Crown to the fucking bottles at Emerson. It would be... It'd be close to like twenty five K. Yeah.
0: yeah, it's Light probably the same as mine. <laughs> yeah. So are you yeah. like, do you like cause I know me personally, I'll wake up after a night out sometimes, check the bank account and go, oh
2: fuck. No, don't check the bank account. Just go <laughs> again. Just go again. Wise yeah. words. Check it after the next paycheck. So there's
0: yeah. for anyone who wants some advice from an NBA player, don't check your bank account, just keep spending money. Yeah. <laughs> Kill. Oh, God. Yep. Yeah, Keep going until it man.
2: declines.
1: <laughs> All right. So, for the listeners and for Dyson, um, each week we do, Liam does a beer review. Okay. And um, Zach, he comes Zach, in and gives a lovely he story. Does. About it. He does. He, it was week two when Zach introduced this. Week, and three. He's just, week three. And he's just been killing yeah. it with the stories and uh, the beers. So. He gets, this his, is fan, he gets his this moment is fan, shine. This is a fan-favorite
3: segment. <laughs> yeah. Mm. We're yet to hear what the fan feedback is on it,
0: though. What's sure. well, a fan-favorite for us? It's
3: an in-house favorite. So this week's is a bit of an international adventure. Oh. A uh, bit of a world-faring one.
0: By a quick flight overseas in the last week.
3: Yeah, a quick flight overseas. Yeah, so I was walking down Chapel Street on Tuesday night, as you do, and I stepped on a piece of paper. Okay. Yeah, I, I picked it up, and it was half a map that said Chapel Street Antiques on the top of it.
0: Where was the other half?
3: Oh, I don't know. So I went to Chapel Street Antiques. I walked in and there was an old Vietnamese man sitting at a desk. Mm. I show him half the map and he shakes his head and just says, it's too dangerous. I'm not going to do the accent again, (laughs) (laughs) not attempting that. So I persist and he says he wants my t-shirt. So I give him my t-shirt and he gives me the second half of the map. I step outside and put the pieces together and it's a treasure map. Oh yeah. There's a dotted line leading to a big red X. It's like a pirate (laughs) treasure map or some shit like that. And the problem is that it's in Vietnam. Okay. So I take out all of my savings, which was $60 at the time. (laughs) And then I pay for everything else on Liam's card. (laughs) I fly over. On my journey, I face the harsh Vietnamese jungle with nothing but a machete in my wits. (laughs) I spend days camping and hunting to survive and finally make it to an ancient temple. (laughs) Just... (laughs) this is so fucking long <laughs> no. oh, okay, I, I wrote this while i was drunk <laughs> keep going keep going just, so, just as i'm about to enter three treasure hunters jump out and try to stop me i bash them and then just walk into the temple i walk in arrows fly at me from everywhere around because it's booby trapped but at the end of the room i see it a mini fridge oh what could be in there so i somersault and backflip and dodge the traps because you know i'm I'm limber like that, and make it to the fridge. I open it up, and there sits this week's
0: drink. Wow, what yeah. a leader. What was yeah. the journey back like, I wonder? Oh. A elite because there was I two beers, so I got to have one. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so I'm opening a Coles, I'm in a Just Woolies where, bag. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's, a, it's a yellow can that says Nam Nam Alley on it. It's a nam beer. beer. It's a Vietnamese premium beer. Lager. For
0: those who, it's like a top 1.8. It's <laughs> I a tall I boy. Know. 1.8
3: 8,
0: tall 4.5% nam nam Ale, premium lager brewed in not even going to attempt to pronounce that vietnam with 100% premium molten hops zacky well there you go oh well done, Zach congrats zacky on that story good story thanks, thanks for gosh. going and fucking getting that from vietnam yep you're well. still fired because you fucking <laughs> forgot it in the car uh well i'm gonna go in <clears throat> with a beer review now what was last week i feel like oh these smirnoff Ice, yeah. and what was that ranking yeah, if you haven't listened to that episode, good go man, listen to last week's because it was
1: uh, fucking elite. 8.0. 8. Oh, eight flat. flat. Right.
0: Oh.
1: That was a, fucking, that was a
0: fucking moist. That makes me want to get drunk. Cri- yeah. Did you go to workers on Monday? No, because okay. you didn't come with me. All right, going in for the first sip.
1: Skull in the nam nam alley. Oh, he's going for it. Yeah. Is this the local beer or the... Um, Number one beer in Vietnam, Zach. Right. I feel like it's like Tiger
0: or something or Leo. Like isn't isn't before. Tiger like Thailand? Maybe. Yeah, that that was a weird experience. I'll run you through it. I start. It started co- like going down my throat. Well, let's just <laughs> <laughs> oh, <God>. pause. <laughs> I started consuming the lick. I can't even. <laughs> <laughs> I was drinking the fucking beer. And at first it was like a creamy beer. It tasted like cream. <laughs> Fuck's sake. <laughs> anyway, I'm just going to continue on with it. I don't give a fuck. It was like a, yeah, it was like a creamy beer. It tasted a bit like a. there was a bit of Baileys in there or something. Someone had mixed this drink. And then afterwards it was kind of like stingy. Like it was like I had sriracha or something. And it was like a shitty, like, I don't even I don't even know what to think about that beer. Do you want to see it? I'll take Na- one. Nam Nam Alley. It's it's not that bad. It's, I didn't I didn't mind that. It's just a bit. It's, it's very foulier. Like it's tastes thick. What did you think? I feel like it tastes like a Northern. I a mean, Northern? I would say that is f- the furthest thing <laughs> I would guess. <forget. laughs> I don't reckon that that's that bad. I reckon it tastes like a cheap Aldi lager, like a cheap Aldi beer that you would buy and never fucking drink again. Okay. What's it's a cool the cool can though? What's so, the rating? Yeah, I that it to me is a six seven. Mm, wow. Six point seven. Yeah. You have to skull it now. Yeah, no one needs to fucking up their game. <laughs> fucking hell. Zach went through all the, those trials and tribulations <laughs> for fucking nothing. Um, yeah, I'm gonna skull this. Someone just say something. Um, <laughs> I, don't I don't know. I can't think of anything funny to say. Okay, so we've now got some fan questions that we asked the audience on our Instagram. What, yeah, we said on our Instagram, the Sunset Pod. Go follow it. Fastest growing Instagram in the entire world. So uh, get around that, because you've got a lot of fans out there, mm. us four included, and a lot of them. Let's be honest, are never going to get the chance to talk to you or DM you ever. <laughs> so us being the charitable men that we are Decided to ask if anyone had a question that they wanted to send in Give the fans a chance to talk to their favourite basketball player Look, Zach had to sift through a lot of shit But we've got a couple good ones So this is a question from Josh Ratton Shout out Joshy He said one thing from Australia that's not in the US that you miss
2: Pokies <laughs> um, <laughs> to have a slap oh,
0: that that is oh the God.
1: best answer so good. <laughs> but surely it's in Vegas.
2: No, but like we're never in Vegas, so there's yeah. no fucking. The old brickies laptop. Like, you can't <laughs> just go to the pub, and, like have a Palmer, and just have go a off and have a slap. Like, oh, I, that's
0: oh, it. that's the that. Bendigo in you, because I would never think to go to the pub and have a slap on the pokies.
1: You're in the sweet, sweet sounds of more chilli,
0: <laughs> more chilli. I always find it so sad when you go into the pokies at like on a weekday, and you look into the, or you go like the pub, and then you go to the VIP section, which just means the pokies, and you just see people like hunched over with like a uh, bag of coins, yeah. and, and they're like, and s- they're just like. <sighs> Ding, just putting the coins and then they're pressing the button and then it doesn't pay off and they're just like, oh, fuck. Just have a sip of their fucking I actually cascade life. I actually can't wait for that to be me. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, if anyone's sitting here, that's going to be <laughs> 10 years. It's 100% you. new. Well, they, and they do like the people like tap the screens for like good luck and shit. Oh yeah, people with their, do you have any weird rituals or like, what are they Superstitions? called? Superstitions for winning the pokies?
2: Uh, sometimes just give, give it a rub. Yeah, a yeah. yeah. <laughs> give it a rub give and it a and rub slap a and say, come yeah. on, yeah. pay up your dog.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you, can, you guys can read the other ones. All right. This one's from Riley Young. That name rings a bell. Anyway, shout out Riley Young. He said, what's your pre-game hype song?
2: Pre-game hype song, if you question.
0: have one. Just like heavy techno. Yeah. <laughs> heavy
2: techno, nah. I um
1: Call Me Maybe
0: by Carly Ray Jepsen.
2: <laughs> I'm uh, I'm basic, I always get freestyle by a little baby. It oh was cool. awesome. I was
1: listening to that on the car here. Yeah. yeah. Imagine if it's just uh, like everywhere. a voice recording of the pokey sounds. <laughs> 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 this is like a
0: pokey sounds like dubstep yeah. techno remix. No ten hour loop of the is like when you hit the jackpot. Yeah.
1: <laughs> this is from Kayan Day. Aussie girls or American girls?
2: Aussie. Aussie girls, yeah.
1: Really? Yeah. Do you um, like uh, the American accent on, on
0: girls?
2: I don't mind. I got nothing against the accent. I just think the personalities are a lot different. Like, I like my, like, chill little Aussie girls. You know? The Bendigo girls. The Bendigo girls.
0: <laughs> so, let's just, now on that, what is, like, Dyson, if you can do, like, a character build on 2K, what's your dream girl, just to kind of sift out through everyone else, what's your dream girl, like, in regards to looks, Profession, personality. personality, all that sort of thing.
2: That's a good question.
0: And like accent, we're talking everything. Like just accent. Give me the
2: give me the UK accent for yep. sure. Mm-hmm. Lovely mm-hmm. accent. Yep. Yep. Give me a slim thick.
1: Ooh. Oh, okay. Slim thick. Bartender at the Bendigo RSL. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Uh I, I, I like a, a taller girl, so I'm gonna say five five seven plus. Mm. What's um, too tall? Uh, foot six foot. Yeah, I can't go over six.
0: So feet. they've got about.
2: Three inches.
0: Hang on, hang on. How <laughs> tall are you? Six foot seven.
2: And your cap is six foot. <laughs> yeah, I'm a cap there.
0: So, so they've got about three inches of girls in the world that you <laughs> go for. I'm picky.
2: I'm picky. And um, oh,
0: that's all right. Yeah, we like that. Keep going. Slim,
2: thick, personality. Um, I like quiet, chill. Mm. I don't hate those. Well, I don't hate them. But <laughs> my girls are just you know go run their mouth all day. Yeah. Like I just want a chill girl. Go go to work, come home. Sit on the couch, watch a movie, whatever it may be. You know, like my girls, chill. Uh, Is
1: that what uh, a lot of the American girls are like towards NBA players? Like they they want to be sort of bragging about, and they're
0: yeah, loud. You nice. ain't
2: you're not going to change an American girl's personality. Like they're gonna they're gonna be themselves. I will put it that way. They're gonna they're gonna be out there. They're gonna do what they want. They're gonna say what they want. Yeah, like I just think like there, there's some great girls in America. I ain't gonna lie, but you know, I think my. My roots here in Australia, is, uh, I'm well connected to them. So
1: When you say roots. <laughs> <laughs> nah,
0: fair. Um, I've got another question. This is from Zeke Charlton. How much money have you spent on your pre-game outfits?
2: How much money have I spent? That's a
0: good question. Oh, wait, so wait, let's go, let's double that. What's the most you've spent on one pre-game outfit and then how much do you reckon you've spent on them all together as a total?
2: Okay. One pregame outfit. I mean, I went with uh, like an old Louis outfit one time. So the bottoms are probably one point five. The top was probably like two k. I mean, I have a lot of jewelry I wear, which is like, I mean, probably sixty k all up. So I mean, one outfit if you add add the jewelry in, it's probably around sixty five, sixty six k. God damn! But, um, so I mean, most
0: yearly wages.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, I I buy a lot of clothes so. Yeah, I must say it'd be close to like 200K I've spent on, on outfits.
1: Is that is the pre-game fit, is that something that you find yourself thinking about a lot? Because I feel like I, if I was like ever did that, I'd be nervous about like what I was going to wear. like More yeah. so than the game yeah, sometimes. Yeah.
2: <laughs> it can get tricky you can get tricky like you mix and match like oh like especially when you're on the road and you, you have to pack your bag you don't know like i just throw shit in there and hopefully it looks good when i put it on and but i mean it get you get used to it like you kind of get in a routine of like what, what stores you like to buy from and you know for me i have like people messaging me stuff like all these clothes and i'll be like yeah send me this send me this like so i don't have to actually go in the store and buy it but i mean it, it gets uh it gets pretty full on because you know a lot of a lot of brand deals and like like uh, getting you know companies to you know send you stuff and you know pay you to wear their clothes you it comes with you know dressing nicely so i think that's that's one thing that the nba has done really well is you Mm -hmm. know they've put they put forward like a like like as long along with the money that comes with the nba fashion is like a really big part of it as well and you see guys that dress nice like sga you get so many brand deals you know so many opportunities to go to like new york fashion week and stuff like that purely just on pre-game outfits
1: I'd, be, I'd just be trying to get on league fits, like, mm. every
2: time. Yeah, There's, a, there's a competition, you know, <laughs> league fits, you know, everyone dressed nasty, you know. I always get shit because apparently I dress like shit.
0: So like,
2: <laughs> you know, my teammates uh, always let me know if I have a bad outfit. Dude,
0: do well, you it. just wear something and then throw it out or are you, like, outfit repeating?
2: I don't wear the same stuff, like, as a pre-game fit. Yeah. But I'll, I might wear it, like, to, like, a dinner or something. Mm. But, like... I mean, my closet is like so full. I'm, i i got to move houses just to get a new closet. Are
3: you? Wanna, if
1: you want to donate some shit. <laughs> uh, actually, um, I
2: actually might. I'm going to have Can to. you
1: please wear. So a pair of Bendigo footy shorts Oh my god <laughs> I'm
2: thinking about Like just one time Like just throwing Like a singlet on Like with some footy shorts yeah. And some like
1: Wear a tradey
0: outfit Or something yeah. With like a belt <laughs> and shit Because you'd get on That would go so viral
2: It, it actually would I, I'm going to do that Hold me to that yeah.
0: I'll mean, do me to it. that if, we, if you guys see it Then you hear it in person Sunset pod <laughs>
1: Fuck that would be funny
0: Yeah so do you find yourself g- Like going shopping In person much Like going to malls And stuff in America is it kind of Because of how big the NBA is It's a bit harder being like who you are,
2: I mean, it's it's harder, but like, I mean, you, you can deal with it. You just go there, take like people that know you, take photos and stuff, and go shopping. But for me, I, I like to chill. I, I don't really like going in malls and stuff like that. So I'll just get people to send me stuff, and you know, mm. that I'll um, do it that way. But in New Orleans, there's this chill mall that I like to go to that has some good stuff. So you know, I like to go there a little bit.
0: I feel like you're someone who I get the vibe from from the time that I've known you that you're not. You don't really like relish in the attention as much as a lot of other people like do or would like i feel like you kind of prefer more to be like with yourself or close mates rather than like have a bunch of people coming up to you and like validating you in that way do you think that that's an accurate like depiction or
2: no for sure you know i'd, I'd like to stay even cool i don't like to like i'm not a big big loudmouth or guy that likes like all the hype and stuff like that so uh you know, I'm a, I'm a guy that's just gonna you know, after a game go chill on the couch. You know, watch a movie, you know, play PlayStation, chill with my mates. You know, I love doing that. Go to the pokies, have a slap, whatever it may be. <laughs> okay. just, just, uh, but yeah, I'm not I'm not like a like a very. I'm more introverted than extrovert. Put it that way.
0: What's the best thing about being in the NBA?
2: <sighs> the best thing, money. <laughs> <laughs> that's
3: a real answer it's a
2: real answer but I, I, lo- I just love it it's, it's been my dream as a child as a kid so um, to be able to of go out there and you know just everything that comes with it you know the, the, the relationships you make the people you get to be around your idols you, know, you, be, you get to go out there and play in front of 20,000 people every night so it's just cool it's just cool
0: Well, is there something about being in the NBA that you never would have thought about before you were there that we wouldn't know about, or the listeners wouldn't know about that you're like, this is something about being an NBA player that you never would have thought of?
2: I think everyone gets mixed up. Like, everyone sees the NBA as the high life, like, oh, it's like, cool. The NBA is fucking hard. Like, like, it's so hard. Like, every day, you know, you're, you you got to be switched on. Like, it's fun, like, at the start. Like, it, it's fun because it's a fun game, but you got to be switched on you got to you know you always got to be locked into your task you know because if you're not performing then you can be at the NBA like that so you got to be locked on the NBA is fucking hard like you got to come switched on you got to be prepared for whoever you're playing you got to make sure that you're always you know, making the right decisions not you got to be careful of you know cameras and stuff like that because if you say the wrong thing if, if you do the wrong thing then you can you can really mess up your reputation and you know ruin your whole life so you know it's a glamorous lifestyle but Like, it's really hard to, you know, be able to stay in the NBA.
1: Since being in the league, have you found yourself ever been in, like, sort of like a pinch yourself moment or, like, a point in time where, like, oh, fuck, this is actually my life, like someone coming up to you or like an idol of yours or something like that where you're like fuck this is my life I'm like oh my God, this is what i'm doing or something
2: <laughs> i think i think the moment is actually now that i'm home like this is the first time i've been home being in the nba and i did like a meet and greet in front of like yeah, bendigo where there's like there's not many people there and you know i was there just for two hours just signing signatures kids coming wearing my jersey and i'm like this is cool like kids actually like buying my stuff like they're wearing my stuff like this is like this is real, like, I'm in the NBA, this is what I dreamt of doing, this is what I wanted to do. Because, you know, in America, like, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big name, but I'm not as big as some of the, the people on my team and, you know, in the league. So you don't really get to experience all that all that mm-hmm. love until you really come home when the, where there's only 10 NBA players and you, you start to feel it. So, you know, it, apart from guarding LeBron, you know, being out there on the floor with him and just, like, seeing him eye to eye, then um, it would be, you know, coming home and just, you know, seeing everyone wearing my jersey and stuff around.
0: Did you have any uh, – that is an incredible moment and con- big congratulations on that because that is fucking insane. Yeah. And not many people get to experience something like that. So is there? did you have any words with LeBron after the game or like what's he like as a bloke? Did you talk to him? What's, what's he like? Because that's fucking I, – I, I, everyone I, wants to know. I
2: haven't talked to him face-to-face but, I mean, in the game, like – he was like going up to the ref and saying like this fucking rookie, like you got to give me that call and shit like that. He just tried to take advantage of, of the rookies a little bit, but uh, you know it's, it's good fun being out there. You know, hearing him talking and talk shit. You know, there's a time on the bench. Um, you know where I think I'd missed, like two two threes in a row, and then I, I got subbed out. And LeBron come and says something to the bench. He's like, sub him in. We want him in the game and stuff like that. So, so um, Damn. Boy. who
1: who yeah. is the best shit talker in the league that you've? you've
2: the best across? shit talker, I, I think it's uh It's probably Draymond Green or or Devin Booker or something like that. Just guys that don't shut up; they keep running their mouth. So they're like, everyone shit talks. It's just you know you can't beat some people because they won't shut up. So it gets to the point where you just like let it go. Is there
0: any players who are just so nice and quiet and respectful that like you feel bad that like they're just like they'll hit a shot in your face and just like. Oh, don't worry. You'll get the next one. Sort of
2: thing. <laughs> you think that, and then they hit a shot in your face. They'll be like, "Bitch, you, yeah, nigga!" Like, <laughs> be like, yeah, like you think everyone, like some people, might be um, quiet and chill until, until you really meet them. But I mean, there's a few, like, you know, kind hearts and good people that won't say anything just because of who they are. But you know, I haven't really met one of them yet. Well, most people just fucking talk shit all game.
1: Yeah. yeah do Fair you enough. do you find yourself shit talking much? Like, are you ever out there? Just like. Fuck off, cunt. Like, would that, I feel like that would just throw a couple of bums or something.
0: It's
2: like hard to, it's hard to do it when you're fucking like a rookie. And like, for me, I I wasn't a scorer or anything. So, like, I was just out there playing defense. So, like, what am I going to talk shit about? I'm going to go talk to fucking Devin Booker, tell him when he's got 50 points on me and tell him (laughs) you suck. Like,
0: do you think, because there's a lot of talk about like, obviously the NBA becoming soft in the like new generation compared to what it was in like the 90s when Jordan was playing or whatever. For all those people out there sitting at home in fucking Mildura on their PS2s playing 2K7 saying, oh, the NBA is soft. Like, it's so soft. Dyson sucks. What do you have to say to those people whether the NBA is soft or not? Because I feel like watching it and someone who's played, like, a decent amount of basketball myself, like, looking at that, I'm like, yeah, it's still fucking pretty physical. Like,
2: It's super physical and people get away with a lot of stuff and – I think the NBA, like, you can see in the olden days, it was definitely more physical then because they didn't call stuff. And, like, in today's game, like, it's softened up because, like, referees are going to call, like, more fouls because people are smarter. They know how to draw fouls now. And, like, in the NBA back then, it was just bang bodies and fucking go to the rim. But right now, like, you know, people grab your arms. They hook your arms. Like, you got to play smart. Like, you can't just throw your arm in there or they're going to call a foul. But, I mean, like, you look at the playoffs now, people are banging bodies. Refs aren't calling anything. And... You know, it's a, it's a lot more physical than people think, but I mean, you don't really know how physical it is until until you get out there and you get fucking thrown to the ground. They're not calling a foul. So.
1: What's it like the first time you walked out onto the court at an NBA game? What was that feeling like?
2: I mean, it was surreal. You know, I, it was my first. I was a dream as a kid to be there. So just walk out there. I think my first game was against Chicago, you know, which is a big arena. You know, uh, they they have a lot of fans out there and. You just to hear the crowd go fucking, the big boos come out when we, when we come, so it was surreal. And um, you know, I was nervous for my first game for sure, but you know, it took me a while to settle down. But um, it was just a surreal moment. But it didn't really hit me until I was out there on the floor, like you know, playing against LeBron. Like, wow, this is fucking cool.
1: Yeah, that's fucking crazy. Now that your first year is done and, and in the books, did you have goals that you that you hit this year? And and what do your goals look like for next year, going into your second year?
2: Yeah, I mean, I hit little goals this year, you know, just to break the rotation, keep keep my spot in there. But for me, this year I had a lot of injuries, so I was on the sideline a lot. So going into my next year, I want to take big steps. You know, I want to take a bigger role. You know, I want to, be out, want to be out there on the floor more. Want to, you know, be a better playmaker, a better teammate, put up more points. So I think there's so much more that I can prove on that year two. Um, I'm excited for because you know I'm hungry for it because I know I know I can be better than what I was in year one.
0: So I think the last question that everyone wants to know in this country, which I think I would already know the answer to, but uh, can we expect to see you in a Boomers jersey at the uh, twenty t- next Olympics? I don't know what the fucking next one. Yeah, is. well,
2: there's, there's actually a, a World Cup coming up in August this year, so oh. there'll be a camp of twenty. I'll be in, I'll be in that. Whether I make the team of twelve is another story because there's, there's some great players. But you know, you will see me in a Boomers Boomers jersey eventually.
1: Well, fuck yeah! What
0: Amazing. more exciting things are there in life <laughs> than that?
1: Elite. <laughs> Moving forward, we tried this out a couple weeks ago. I don't know what episode it was, but uh, where the, the DM slide of the week. Yeah, we haven't – no one's been firing off messages. I had a pretty quiet weekend. So we've had to go through the fucking scroll down the old DMs on Instagram, and this is one that I received like, I don't know, fucking last year maybe. It probably pales – to in comparison, all the ones that you received, Dyson. But I don't know. I just we should have got.
0: We should have planned for this and got a Dyson. Damn, oh of the week. yeah, fuck. fuck.
1: Well, this I remember telling Liam this one, and we both thought it was funny. So this is a message I got from an American girl. This is a way to get
0: a guy's attention. Bit a full circle on this American girl's being loud and yeah. straight to the point. Yeah. Well,
1: so I never even spoken to this girl before. I didn't never met her. Obviously, she's from America, but it was uh the first ever message was. I'm five foot four, a gymnast, and would let you break my back like a fucking glow stick. <laughs> <laughs> so if, if you want to capture a guy's attention, that's how you do yeah, it. Did you, you reply? I think I did. I think I just said that's the best message I've ever received.
0: So if you're between five, seven, and six foot, got a British accent, slim, slim, what was it? Slim, Slim, thick, slim slim, thick, <laughs> thick quiet, and love watching movies. Tell some dice, dice on, and some <laughs> shit like that. Would,
1: would I'd that, love to hear that. Would you respond to that? Like, was that? I would.
2: Yeah, I would. That's sure. something that's good that you have to respond to, yeah, even if yeah. like they're shit looking and they fucking send me a fire DM like that. I'm responding. That. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's just a late exactly. banter as well. So it's better than like, if it's better if it's an ugly girl sending something like that than a hot girl just being like, hey, like. Oh yeah, hundred yeah, like, percent. Yeah. yeah, I'd be way more inclined to reply to a message like that from a like girl that I wasn't attracted to than a really attractive girl who just said like hi because yeah. it's like better expecting their looks to do everything for him, whereas this chick's put effort for... She's probably sat on that for a couple of days thinking... Yeah. Should I okay. send it? And then you know. she got drunk one night and just pulled the trigger, so... Hey, and it worked. Yeah, well, I think we're about wrapped up. I just... Yeah, Dyson, like to thank you on behalf of all of us for coming on. It's a really big favour that you're doing us, and we really, really appreciate it. And honestly, a big congratulations for a very successful first season in the league. You're um, really representing the country well, and I know everyone here is super proud to watch you play every day, so... Thank you so much again for coming on, and uh, all the best for next season. All the best with the Boomers, and hopefully we see you out there this year at the World Cup and at the Olympics. So thanks, Dice. Ooh, for yes, on. Thank, thank you. Thank you very much. It
2: was a pleasure to be here.
0: Absolute legend. Make sure you favorite the podcast on Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you listen to it, guys. Uh, we are a four point nine star review, so I uh, don't know who the fucks posting a four star. But make sure you go on to Spotify, give us a five-star review. Go to the Instagram, Sunset Pod on Instagram. Give that a follow because you'll get to ask our next guests, whoever it may be. Maybe we'll get Drake. John Cena on. <laughs> and you can ask him a question through the Sunset Pod Instagram. So thank you guys so much for the support. Episode six in the books. In First guest. Yeah, let's go, Woo. baby. A couple more beers and we're all good. Cheers, guys, for listening. Thanks. See you.